My name is Faith and I'm with Blue Bonnie Home. And today we are talking with Natalie from Broken Halos Haven. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Faith. How are, How you? are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Enjoying this rainy day we have here in Dallas. I'm so excited that it's finally raining. Oh, no. We needed it desperately. No, we actually did. My daughter came to me and she was very worried about nature. And my reply to her was, you need to pray to God and specifically ask for what you want. And she went over to the stairs and got down on her knees and started praying. And it was like the sweetest little precious moment. And then it rained that night. No and it was No, I'm like, it was just, it was very sweet. But so do you mind telling us? Yeah, I would love for everyone to know a little bit more about Broken Halos Haven. Sure. You want me to start at the very beginning and tell like, how, how much do you want to know? <laughs> well, I mean, how, however much you would like to share. Uh, personally, I love, I love the story for many reasons. Well, One, okay. because I personally know you and right. God brought us back together. And then also because of my line of work. And then I just find it a fan- fantastic organization. So why don't you just tell us what Broken Halos Haven is? Sure. So it is a no-cost grief retreat located in Old Town, Louisville, about 15 minutes from Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. And it is for young widows and their school-age children. And it's just a place for them to get away and reset for a few days um, away from the home with their grief triggers and uh, a a chance to kind of learn how to be an only parent. Uh, A lot of these widows come from out of state. Maybe they're traveling for the first time with their kids alone, and it's just a place for them to come, reset, be empowered to know that they can push forward and move ahead. And we um, have, uh, before they come, they go on our website and they can create a grief getaway gift registry. I've curated a lot of activities that are within five to 10 minutes of the home from, you know, riding go-karts to going to the trampoline park to hop on a train, which is three blocks from the house and go up to a Denton Square and have a burger. And, and, and then they have this unique link that's sent out to their friends and family who can fund this. And so that, you know, they get to stay at the house for free. And then if their friends and family want to fund their activities, that's available as well. And so that's what we are. It stemmed from a loss that I experienced. Uh, my husband, Wayne, who was your singles pastor 20 some odd years ago, <laughs> he uh, died of a heart attack, uh, 47 years old, had had a checkup six weeks before. And the doctor had said, I wish all 47 year olds were as healthy and in good shape as you. And um, But we didn't know what was going on in his heart. And he had a family history of heart disease, which is why he was so proactive in his health, but we didn't know what we didn't know. And now I'll tell everybody to go get a five minute coronary calcium scan. If he had had that hundred dollar test, it would have saved his life. And we have friends who have gotten that test since Wayne's passing and they had worse blockage than him and they are alive today because of that test. So my boys and I, um, you know, Wayne died the day before school started. Our three boys were, Joshua was uh, starting high school. Austin was beginning eighth grade and Brody was uh, fifth grade. He was 10. And yeah, those, we pushed forward those first few weeks and months. And as we got close to Christmas, I knew we did not want to be home and around all the grief triggers, you know, opening presents on Christmas morning without him 
here was just going to be, you know, a torturous slap in the face. And so one of um, our friends, I think you may have known Jennifer from our singles ministry. She was an actress up in New York and she had flown down for his um, service. And I hadn't seen her in, you know, 15 years. And she, as she was leaving, was like, hey, if you, you and the boys ever want to get away, I've got a three bedroom apartment. You can come stay with me. Oh. And so I called her up and I was like, hey. Jennifer, remember that offer? Uh, what are you doing at Christmas? And so right. we we got on a plane Christmas Eve, and the thought of me managing a trip and planning a trip and you know navigating New York City by myself. No, as a, there, there's a thing. There's a thing called widow's fog, and it is a real thing that I it, believe it, that your, your brain is toast. You're physically wiped out. You have um, there's a lot of PTSD and it's just widow's fog just lingers for years. Of course. So, that's a base. That's a trigger response. You can't help that yeah. at all. Yeah. So the thought of me planning a trip was impossible, but I could get us on a plane. And so we showed up and spent a week in New York and Jennifer was our tour guide. And it was just a, a a trip that allowed us to make new memories. There's a lot of guilt that comes with moving forward and yeah. you feel like, Ooh, if I really loved my husband or if I really loved my dad, I wouldn't be laughing and going to the movies or having fun. And, and, um, and that's not living and Wayne wouldn't want us to stop living. And so this gave me the opportunity and the boys the opportunity to make new memories and push forward. And it really did kind of empower me to be like, okay, I can parent alone. And actually the next year, next October, I took the boys to Washington DC all by myself. And so it really was a, Empowering. a, kind of a jump store. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward a month after that Washington DC trip, I met a guy and <laughs> we ended up getting engaged and we were planning, um, our, this was March, 2020. So the world was shut down at the beginning of COVID and he was putting his house on the market in preparation for us getting married. And we were up at his house packing it up and he was in the kitchen and I was in his bathroom and, you know, my mind was kind of drifting as I was you know, a little busy bee working. And I started thinking about, um, I, I had been collecting widows as I like to say, I became every week or so someone would reach out. Hey, Natalie, my friend's husband just died. Can you connect with her? And mm -hmm. I had in my little widowettes group, as we called it, there were probably 20 of us at this stage of just young widows with school age kids. And I, you know, was thinking about them and just all that they had been going through and started thinking about, um, the trip the boys and I had taken to New York and, and Shell and I had been talking about like what we wanted to do when we got married. And he, his house was this builder's grade house that he had bought. He'd been divorced four or five years and but he had done just these amazing things to it, you know, concrete countertops and shiplap walls and open shelving and made barn doors. And he just had this unique, you know, look to it and this creative touch and he had the skill to do it. And so we, you know, kind of dreamed about flipping houses. And so I was just thinking about all these things. And then the idea came to me like, wow, what if we could have a place where widows could come with their kids? And I was like, I'm a, I need to go tell Chell about this. So back up a little bit uh, for Wayne's service, his celebration of life service. He, I'd made, you know, a video and he was a huge Chris Stapleton fan and the song broken halos had just come out. And one of the lines from broken halos says, you know, don't go asking all the questions. Don't go asking Jesus why we're not meant to know the answers. They belong in the by and by mm -hmm. meaning we, yeah, we have no, no, 
we'll never understand this side of heaven why an amazing man like Wayne was taken from us. But we just have to trust that we will know the answers once we (laughs) are reunited with him. Mm-hmm. So this song, Broken Halos, was on this uh, video I made that kind of went viral. I think it's got like 14,000 views now. And I had friends and strangers reach out and just say they were so touched by it and want to be a better friend or husband or father because of hearing Wayne's story. And so this Broken Halo song followed us everywhere for weeks and months after his death. I'd get in the car and it was on. I'd walk into a restaurant. It was playing, you know, go through a store and people would text me like, I hear broken halos. And so this song was just everywhere. So back to Chell's house, I have the idea for this grief retreat. And as I go into the kitchen, I tell him we'd had Pandora playing. And right as I'm telling him about this idea, guess what song pops on? (laughs) Broken halos. Oh my gosh. And I I said, Oh, I go, and we need to call it Broken Halo's Haven. And that's where the name came from. Immediately, we know it was from God. And it yes. was just kind of like a, a an encouragement, like, yes, this is what y'all are supposed to do. And so we uh, get married June 6th in the middle of a worldwide pandemic outside on a 98-degree day in Texas. It was fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and the day after our wedding we get an email from our realtor. She'd been sending us listings for these past couple of months as we were kind of dreaming about what we wanted to do. And we were open to anything that was close to DFW airport because we wanted to make it available and accessible to anyone in the country. And this one popped up and it just happened to be 10 minutes from us. And we're in the hotel <laughs> at the day after our wedding. I'm like, we need to go look at this today. And, and she was like, like now I'm like, yeah, like now. And so we went over and looked at this house and walked through it. And we're like, no, I don't think this is the one for us. But then we looked to the left and there was this ramshackle boarded up house in the corner with a for sale sign in front of it. And we were like, that's the one we want to look at. And our realtor called the number on the, you know, the listing agent. And she was like, oh, well, y'all can walk on in. The door has been kicked down. <laughs> and so we walked through this house. All of us, our real estate agent, Randy and Wayne, and the, or not Wayne. I do this all the time. Chell and I. <laughs> that's that's a, okay. That's a widow thing. Like, well, I, I think Chell it's a woman thing. Time. <laughs> well, I think it's a woman thing because we have a million different things going on on in our heads. It's like a spider yeah. web. We do it with our children. We do it with the teachers. Yeah. We do it with our friends and our mouths are just moving faster than our brains are. So <laughs> yeah, I get And it. it's just a habit. I have it of 20 years of saying my husband's name. So it's hard to right. break it. And so we're Chell and I and Randy are walking through this. It's the middle of the afternoon, but it is pitch black in there because it's boarded up. And we are like, are we going to wander upon squatters? Like, what is this house? But as we walked through it, we knew it was exactly what we wanted. And we bought this 100-year-old house that probably should have been demolished. But we ended up saving uh, the exterior um, siding, the original hardwood floors, and, you know, maybe the south wall i mean really the the majority of it is a rebuild but we we like to say what we saved is kind of like a metaphor for the for the grief journey is you have a reverence and regard for the things of the past yes. but you can't stay there you can't stay there you have to move forward with newness and so this now is basically a brand new 3 bedroom, two bath, modern farmhouse that is gorgeous. And you helped us get part of that gorgeousness. (laughs) Well, yes, but I mean, you guys had it. I mean, 
It's such a beautiful, beautiful home. And I'm so glad that we reconnected. I want to hear your interpretation about how we connected (laughs) back. Yeah. It was crazy because, so Chell had reached out to our local Sherwin-Williams. And what's cool about what we were doing is we had so much community support. Like there's, we really don't think there's anything like this around. No, there's not. Yeah, it's pretty unique. And so when people hear what we're doing, they wanted to be a part of it. And uh, so we, it, at the local Sherwin-Williams kind of told what we were doing. And, you know, we weren't asking for anything free. We were just like, hey, this is what we're doing. And they connected us with Cher. Char. I always want to say Cher because it's spelled. It's Char. Yeah, <laughs> it's Char. Uh, think her regional... name is Charlene. Yeah, her name it's is Charlene. Yes. That's so southern. I'm not and, so Char. <laughs> and that was, you had worked with her because she was kind of over the district and, and you were their color consultant. And so she had been telling us about we need to talk to Faith and get some, you know, if we need help picking colors. And I'm like, sure, okay, Faith. And so you were scheduled to come to the house. And as you're walking up from your car, I go, oh, Faith. <laughs> and instantly oh. it took me back to when you were a sweet little single looking for a husband in our singles ministry at church. <laughs> and, uh, I was just like, no way. And it was cool. I mean, really, we had not seen each other in probably 20 years. And so for you to just randomly, that's in quotes, you know, God obviously orchestrated that for you to have a, 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 be a part of something and you, you know, you knew Wayne and no, and, and Wayne had such a heart for widows and orphans and was, he used to be a missionary and a pastor. And he just, for, for us to be able to do this, um, in his name and a, a legacy that will live on, um, is kind of cool. So that's how we found each other again. I know I, it was so sweet because at that point it was past the pandemic. And so I had gotten laid off from the go from a global paint company. And so I was, I had already passed my, um, non-compete clause. So I was trying to rebuild a business you know, that I had before I got recruited from this company and I was so devastated to lose my job. And so I was willing to work in any capacity, obviously. And an opportunity came up and Shaw reached out and said, Hey, you know, there's a local charity that needs some, you know, needs some color help. Would you be able to help them? I'll send you all the information. And I said, well, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm happy to help. Just tell me where, where to go, when to show up. And she's like, Mm -hmm. well, let me send you the link. So she sent me the link to the website and I kind of just like grazed over it. I got the gist of it, but I didn't like envelop the content. I was like, this is really cool. I want to be a part of this, but I didn't like read the fine print. I did not put <laughs> two and two together at all. I had my own journey that I was on. All up and I come out by the house and I look at you and I'm like, I know you. And you go, yeah, <laughs> faith. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh. And then everything came back. I remembered that he passed away. I remembered seeing it on Facebook because I'm a former uh, flight attendant. And so I flew with Lauren and she's still on, you know, Facebook and stuff. So there's lots of people from IBC singles group that are on social media that I, so I knew it in passing, but it didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was going to touch my life like it did. And so it was, it, it was, 
completely out of our hands how we got to reconnect and the fact that you got all the feedback and help and encouragement that you needed to do and the home is beautiful I mean you have done an amazing job with the design it looks so comfortable and stylish (laughs) that's what we find this is what's fascinating you know I I worked so hard to create this registry and have all these events and activities that they can go do. But what we find is most of the families love just staying at the house and resetting and relaxing. And what Shell did, you know, we have this bunker and we added on, it was just a two bedroom, but we intentionally made it a three bedroom. So the widow, if she's not ready to travel by herself, she can bring a friend or a sister that can stay in one bedroom. And then all the kids can stay in the bunk room. But then on top of the bunk room is the secret attic hideout which is the coolest thing that even has like a secret room behind a bookcase you have to pull oh, a book to open it and i mean that's a just, dream oh it's so cool and really the, the kids just never leave and even the moms the, a family that just stayed last week she sent me some pictures and the mom's up there in the attic and we have a friend of ours uh some neighbors they own a sign company and what my vision for this was I the bunk room has this wall that's a big mural of like a, a pine forest I'm from east Texas so I need a little nod to that so it's this you know the the trunks and the bottoms of the trees in this pine forest but then when you climb up into the attic the mural continues and up in the attic you have the tops of the pine trees and then a snow-capped mountain in the background and so it's really kind of just cool just from the bottom to the top floor you feel like you're just in this this little mountain scene so it's well, super fun it's really cute I know on the exterior we painted it white do you remember yes. what color we did do we do pure white on the outside or alabaster yeah I was about to say it's alabaster and I love it because this is a hundred year old house to have some stark white was going to be too much and so you did a great job of like helping us find like a tone that's that's not like and it's still and it, we did the you know the modern farmhouse look that you know we got the black trimmed windows and black door and black hardware and, and even inside when when we talked about color you, you know I was like yeah I really just want white and black I, I kind of I love that color and yeah. so just to keep it real simple, but in the bathroom, so the hall bath and then in the widow's room, the main bathroom, I love the color that you chose because it's just this soothing, peaceful, bluish gray. And it's just real subtle in the widow's room. And then the hall bath is more of a, a vibrant blue bluish gray because that's the one the kids use and so there's just a little bit of color but for the most part it's just you know white walls white baseboards and then pops of black in the the hardware and the fixtures and the house is so it's so pretty has so much character and the inside is pure white and the exterior is alabaster but you guys have a whole another project up your sleeve <laughs> we do it's uh it's been stalled out I don't know if I even told you this and so uh this was so we bought the halos house June 2020 and then February 2021 a property like three blocks from the house came on the market and we secretly bought it we didn't tell anybody because we didn't want to steal the glory from what was going on at halos but we right. really felt god saying buy this we had no clue what we were going to do with it we definitely were like okay it's going to be a secondary grief retreat when halos is booked and we didn't know how 
frequent people were going to stay at Halo's. I mean, we really were just, <laughs> we didn't even know what we were doing. We, we talked about Halo's being the house that Google built because we had no clue what we were doing. We really just like felt called to do it. We'll figure it out as we go. So we bought this house and then kind of just sat on it for months and months and months. And as I continued to collect more widows, yes. one of the big needs that I heard and one I myself had because I was raising three boys with no father and these widows that have lost their husband and they have boys feel such pressure to instill in the boys all the things a boy needs to know to become a man and you know we are women we don't think like men and we don't do the things that men do and so you really feel like your your children are going to be you know limited and crippled because they just haven't had that exposure and so the idea to host a monthly man camp came and we now will be using this facility, this house, small little like 900 square foot house. We um, already poured the slab for the two car garage addition, which is where man camp will be hosted. And then there's going to be a second floor that will have, you know, a big game room. And it was going to be a, just a third bedroom on that second floor. And then the more that I collected widows and there was a huge need for kids group grief support groups mm. in Denton County because oh, wow. it's really available. And this was what we ran into in my, 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 I was looking for something for my boys. There's a place in Fort Worth that we could drive to on a Tuesday night, which is not feasible during the school year, or there's a place in Plano that we could drive to on a Thursday night, neither of which are faith-based. And so there's nothing really local for kids that need group grief support. And so we are now going to start doing a group grief support group. It's actually play-based therapy. So there's a curriculum that out of Watermark Church called Shift that we're going to use. And then there's another one called Kids Cope for like K through fifth grade. And we're actually going to start with the Kids Cope. We're starting small in October. We're still trying to find, we need um, volunteers who have experience to be the kind of the facilitators for each of the different groups and so until the we're calling it the it's the, the walters house it's on walters street but we're going to be calling it the haven and uh, there's a scripture in psalms that talks about something like when the when the chaos had settled you found the haven i can't remember i need oh. to memorize that but it is kind of like, you know, there, there is so much chaos and confusion when you experience a loss. But then when you're ready for support group or, you know, the main, at, at main camp, you know, we're going to teach, we teach the boys, you know, how to start a lawnmower, how to change an air filter, how to shake a hand. We do our last one was um, a sports themed one. And so um, the Haven will be a place where these kids can come and get the support that they need. And, and then it will be a secondary grief retreat. And so it'll be a three bedroom, two bath house, just like Halos. And so back to why we're at a standstill a few months ago, we had our, uh, we started demoing there's hardwood floors, but, and we think this house was built in the fifties and we went in to pull up the floors and we knew that it was kind of sinking in the middle and it was going to need some, some piers and some foundation work. Well, what we did not realize, and for all these people that want to flip houses and make lots of money, there's lots of things you do not know until you actually start pulling off boards and walls. So the floor came up and the entire foundation um, is unusable. They did not use rebar. Oh. And we oh, have to. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have no. To, 
we're demolishing the entire house. Oh, I'm (laughs) so sorry, Natalie. Well, and for us, we were only saving the exterior walls. The roof was coming off. The the interior was all changed and the floor plan was changing. So it's really not a a big deal that we're demolishing it. it, It's probably about a $40,000 hit, though, in order to to, to now pour a new foundation. And so that's where we we got our official 501c3 nonprofit status in May. And so now we're at a place that we need – investors to step up we need companies we need individuals who can you know write checks and and help us fully fund this before we start i mean we already we paid fifteen thousand dollars to pour the foundation slab for the garage before we knew (laughs) that we had to oh my gosh we because we probably might have changed the the footprint a little bit but now we're kind of locked into the footprint and we have to get re-permitted with the city. And there's a whole lot that's kind of stalled this out. But the beauty is we can, we're still doing man camp. We can still do shift and kids cope at halos. And, and so we can still do the programs that we want to do um, with and that we can have the Haven be slowly built as we get funding. And so there's not like this crisis that we got to get it, you know, knocked out in the next three months. So we we're just looking for um, big investors who want to be a part of it and catch the vision. We shall have a great idea for that for companies that they can sponsor. So like the, the garage is brought to you by fill in the blank car dealership, or right? The right. art studio upstairs brought to you by, you know, Hobby Lobby or, you know, the kitchen sponsored by Kroger. I don't know, but really and they can have a name plaque. And, and so we, we're going to start working on what that looks like and um, hopefully have some people that, you know, now that we've proven that we're legit, <laughs> we, right. we really have um, the ability, I think, to get some, some big angel investors and be a part of it. But, but, but here's the deal. You were great because we, before we could get our permits, we had to have our design approved with this house. It is one block into the historic district, which Halos is one block out of the historic district. So we didn't have to kind of jump through as many hoops as we do with the Haven. In the Old Town Louisville historic district, you have to stick to a certain style and color palette. And uh, the color palette that they have selected was not what we were going for because we had discovered on our one year anniversary, we took a trip to Savannah, Georgia, and there was the, the cutest little house that was, you know, built in the 1800s. And it was this, you know, white with black shutters and a red metal roof. And it was just this classic kind of colonial looking house. And that's what we wanted to, to model the Haven after. And the colors that were our options, according to the design district, were not at all in that palette. And so I sent you a picture of the house in Savannah. I'm like, all right, what can you do? What can you find? And yeah. you did a great job finding some colors that kind of stay in line with what they're looking for, but also go um, kind of give us the feel that we were trying to model from the Savannah house. So we you know, went and sat before the board and they quickly approved us. And so, yeah, now we're just in a place of having to figure out when to demo and start all over again. (laughs) So if people want to help, if they want to contribute, if they want to hire you to come do a speaking engagement, or if they want you to come (laughs) speak at your church, at their church, or if there's a ladies group, you know, you do do speaking engagements. You have a one-woman show. 
I do. Well, and there is no fee. This is a ministry. Yes. So this is my, my passion project now is uh, this one woman show called how to live a great story, maintaining your faith when the chapters are rewritten. And this was a a vision that kind of came to me. It was maybe two months after Wayne died. It's four o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I just sit down at my computer and start writing. And I, my, my degree is in copywriting and advertising. So I'm a writer. I used to be a blogger before Wayne died. And so writing's just a, a way to get out all the words and the feelings. And it was really cathartic for me. I shared, probably overshared on Facebook way too much of my grief journey. But this, um, this one on the show just kind of poured out of my fingertips. And within 45 min- minutes, I had written the majority of it. Obviously, I've added more since I've gotten married since then. But what's neat about it is it's not just me um, telling my story and sharing my favorite Bible verses. I bust out into song on multiple occasions. I My background is musical theater and What's super cool is I'd been a part of uh, Gateway's performing arts community for many, many years. And we, one of my, I didn't know that. Yeah, I yeah, didn't know oh, that. Yeah. We went to Gateway. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I don't go to Gateway. I just go and hang out with my artsy friends there. <laughs> I go to well, Bible. I need to do that. <laughs> we haven't been in years because it's, uh, you know, our location and stuff. But we yeah. loved, we loved Gateway. We loved the ministries there. We oh, got a lot of, we got so... a lot out of their community. Um, yes. They are, uh, they do an amazing job. Uh, when when Wayne died, like they reached out to me and connected me with resources and really they do an amazing job just serving the community. And even though like mm-hmm. I didn't go to their church, they loved on me so well. And mm-hmm. um, so this class that I've been taking it was an advanced musical theater class, and oh, it was the worst. You're in a room with you know ten of your peers, and you get a genre of some you know musical theater genre, and then you sing in front of your peers, and you get immediate feedback and, and critiques. And it's like I'd no. rather sing in front of a thousand people than ten amazing singers. Right. But it was such a. I mean, it's it's just great for you know working on your craft. And but what's so cool is as I was writing this one woman show, so many of the songs that I'd already learned and performed. I easily was able to weave them into this, rewrite the lyrics to kind of tell my story, but with the, the tune of, you know, a song from Mary Poppins or whatever. And so this, um, this one woman show really is unique in that it, I make people laugh, I make people cry, I entertain, but there's a message of hope that no matter what comes your way, you can have hope. And it's about just my journey of, I've always had a strong faith since I was a kid, but I wondered, do I have a strong faith? Because I've had a really easy, simple story. And I used to work for women of faith and I would look at these, you know, speakers and, um, singers up on the platform. And I was like, Oh man, I want to be up there on a platform encouraging people, but Mm. who would listen to me? Because every good speaker has a story of trial that they've overcome. And I had this really easy life. And, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, do I have an easy life? And that's why I have a good, strong faith because it's easy. And well, now I'm like, okay, I've got the hook. I've got the trial. (laughs) And I can, I can say that the faith I had as a kid sustained me through the passing of my husband and becoming a widow at 45, raising three boys that I still trusted God in all of it. And so, you know, they, the beauty from ashes, as we like to say, and the purpose and the pain. And, but there is, there's uh, I, gosh, I was just listening to a sermon by uh, Bill Johnson. He's pastor at Bethel church out in Reading and his wife died um, of cancer 
three days later, he's up on the platform giving this sermon. And it, one of the things that stood out was that he talked about how, you know, Mary Magdalene saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. And she runs back to tell the disciples, I saw Jesus. But the disciples were so wrapped up in their grief and their mourning that they missed it. They didn't listen to her. They didn't believe her. And it's, it's kind of like I have widow friends that are so stuck in their mourning that they miss the blessing of what good can come from. It. And I've talked about how I'm a better person after Wayne's death. And it sounds like a horrible thing to say, but I am. I love more deeply. I express my feelings. I'm more kind. I'm more compassionate because I've experienced a loss that changed me. And so, yeah, obviously I would have never wanted Wayne to die, but I can see the blessing in it instead of being, and I, this is one of the things I talk about in my show is that you know, everyone talks about, you know, this is my story. Everyone has their story. And I'm like, no, this is not my story. This is God's story. God is the author of our story, but we are the editors. We're the ones that decide how that story is told, just like a good book editor takes things out or adds things and, you know, makes that story be told a certain way. We're the editors of our story and we can focus and highlight the bad stuff, the bitterness, yeah. the anger, or we can talk about the good things and the blessings and the hope. And so it's God's story. I'm the one that decides how it's told. And um, that's kind of what we do with halos, I think. And that's what we Chell and I often hear people talk about how we give them hope. And I'm like, I don't, you know, we're just living our life. We're doing what we're supposed to do and trying to listen to God's voice and, and move forward. But I think because we do just not try to have it all figured out when we, when we bought the house on the anniversary of Wayne's passing, August 14th, this is August 14th, 2020, we did a pre-reno open house. So all of our friends could come see how crazy we are buying this house, <laughs> walk through it. And, and then we planted a tree in Wayne's honor um, at that open house. And I shared the story of how Wayne would, uh, when the boys would come home on Arbor Day with this, you know, little sapling tree, most people would throw them in the trash, but at our house, oh no, we would stick it in the ground. And he would always say, Hey boys, you know, the best time to plant a tree? No, 10 years ago. And he'd say, you know, the second best time to plant a tree today, mm. meaning you know, if you'd planted the tree 10 years ago, you would have this huge shade bearing fruitful tree. But a lot of people just never plant the tree because they feel like they have to have it all figured out on a spreadsheet and have all, you know, I got to quit my job or my kids have to be out of the house and you have all the excuses not to do something. But instead, just plant a tree. And these trees that the boys have come home with, now one of them's 40 feet tall. Oh my if we'd Lord. done that in the trash, we would have never had that. And so oh. for us to plant our tree at Halo's, it really was a saying, we don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but we know we're supposed to do this and we planning, we're planting our tree. And that's where I hope the widows that come to Broken Halo's Haven come to Halo's. It's like they're planting their tree. Like this is hard. It's difficult. I'd rather be in the fetal position in bed watching Netflix. But you know what? I'm going to pack a bag. I'm going to tell my kids to get in the car and we're going to, you know, make a three hour. I had a widow come from um, Arkansas, I think it was like a seven hour drive. And I mean, and that's like, I, I was too lazy. And really the idea for this also came from someone had offered the boys and me to go out. There's a place, um, called Solace Retreat Center. And it's 
three or three hours away. I think it's in Marble Falls and for us to get away. And I was like, mm, and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And there's, uh, for me, I'm like, my boys would get so bored for others. They might need just a place of respite and relaxation. But for me, I'm like, I don't want to drive three and a half hours to go sit in the woods and be sad. Right, <laughs> so right. with, with halos, it, it, it's, it's intentionally in the middle of so much to do. Grandscape at the colony is 10 minutes away where there's, you know, laser tag, and uh, Ferris wheels and, you know, movies and restaurants. And then, I mean, there's just so much activity. Um, so there's things that they can do. They can have fun, make memories, or they can just hang out at the house and be together as a family and a new family dynamic and just get used to that new norm. And that's our hope with halos that it just continues to, and I've really not promoted it. I could easily have that thing booked solid for the next three months, probably. But I really want the widows that need it to find us. And that's what happens. There's, you know, people do a Google search or a, a, a widow tells her new widow friend about it. And, and so it really is neat to see how the widows find us. And then I will close with this because this is my favorite. So our first widow who stayed, this is probably like two weeks. Our grand opening was actually August 14th, 2021. So on the three-year anniversary of Wayne's passing, we had our grand opening event. We had probably two or 300 people, you were there, come out and we had a band and the ribbon cutting and food truck. And it was just this great way to celebrate this new ministry. A week later, our first family came to visit. It was a mom and her three kids and they were from New York. Full circle. The boys Natalie. and I taking to New York. I know, isn't that crazy? And and she had just found us. Like someone had just posted it on Facebook or something. I don't know how she found us, but that's such a, a neat I know how nod she, from God. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. know how she found you. The same yeah. way you found the house. The same way that you. Yeah. I mean, everything. It's yeah. <laughs> that is so neat. Yeah. So, what is your website? Yeah, it's brokenhaloshaven.org. And there's a, um, you can go to brokenhaloshaven.org slash donate and donate via PayPal or Venmo. And yeah, we really, and we, I need to update our Amazon wish list. This is really fun. Every widow, when she arrives, has a gift basket waiting for her that has a journal, a coffee mug that says, um, oh my gosh, what's that coffee mug say? Oh, my brain just went like, go on our Amazon wish list and you can see <laughs> we have a, like coloring scripture cards. And, um, and I mean, it's just a, a, a little like, Hey, and I personal note saying, we know gifts in a basket aren't going to, aren't going to take away your, your pain and sorrow, but we hope a few days here will give you the ability to just make memories and move forward. And so, um, on our wish list, I'm actually, it's, it's running low. I need to update where, um, and then there's like you know, cleaning supplies and dishwasher tabs. So there's easily y'all can go on my, our Amazon list, but even better financial donations are going to help us get that kickstart to get the Haven off and running. So brokenhaloshaven.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because I'm always posting pictures of the families that stay at the house, which is so neat just to see how your donation helps these individual families and you see the the smiles and yes, there's sadness behind the smiles and the eyes, but there's also hope and it's cool to see how, you know, we can have a small part in them moving forward. I love it. It It's such a sweet story. The area that you guys have landed in 
is an amazing area through mm-hmm. revitalization of Old Town yeah. Louisville is in full swing. Yeah. There are great businesses and restaurants down there. If you haven't visited, go and visit. Yeah. And that's and, what's cool. It's like two blocks from the main street with restaurants and coffee shops. And my friend owns a florist, a, a flower shop. One of the registry items is the families can come and build like succulent plants. And I've got a friend who has a music studio, legacy music studio, and they can come record a song. Maybe their dad had a favorite song and they can go in the studio and record that. And so there's just really fun things. And it's, still being built out I mean there's all sorts of stuff that's going on and and it's you know a block from city hall and there's concerts there's an event coming up the weekend is not booked yet and I'm trying to get a widow there they're doing a um, cattle drive and a rodeo there's an arena right around the corner from halos like three blocks away and so there's just always they do you know Christmas parades right and that's what's neat you can walk to this stuff and there's I mean it's just a neat area so have you Come met us. have you met the owner of Odin Leather Goods over in Old Town Louisville? Um, <laughs> no, not yet, but I have multiple friends who know him. So do you know he, him? Because you should connect yes. us. Yes, okay, cool. I will connect the two of you. He owns Odin Leather Goods. He's now has a location in Old Town Louisville. So it's a just yeah. a little bit of walk over. I yep. did a color consultation for his um for his studio and it is so cute and he is so mm-hmm. nice. And he makes everything there in studio. So it might be a good activity. I, yes. I'm like, I bet the kids could like make a bookmark or belt something. I don't know what he can do with leather. But I bet I know, a bookmark something. sounds great. Or even yeah. just having the kids come and watch him work, seeing mm-hmm. somebody take pride in their craft. And, yeah. you know, it would, it would be really good. So I will definitely, yeah. when we get off the phone, I'm going to definitely connect the two of y'all. Because he was somebody that I was going to ask if he wanted to even be on a podcast because I've, I've done work for him and, and y'all are just, just a little jaunt from each other. So just a jaunt, (laughs) just a little jaunt. Thank you so much for coming on, Natalie. I'm so grateful to have you back in my life and I know (laughs) I cherish, um, all the wisdom that you share with me personally and Mm -hmm. just even with the public, all the words that you speak over people um, have such meaning behind them. I watched the one woman show the clips with tears Mm -hmm. in my eyes and smiling Mm -hmm. and happiness because as an adult, you take the message in such a different way than when you're a child or, you know, a young adult. And so um, thank you for everything that you're doing and anything that you guys need for broken Halos Haven, of course, anything with paint and color, you know, I'm there for you. I know. I know. (laughs) We'll reach out for sure. All right. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks, Fee. 